This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stella Ray herself podcast. <laughs> We've never said that before. Um, thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you're new here, there's new episodes every Thursday. So mark your calendars, plan, follow, turn on notifications, all of that. Available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, you know the drill. Thank you so much to everyone who shared the podcast last week. Really appreciate y'all for coming through and supporting. Um, and as always, thank you so much to everyone who interacts with the podcast, you know, sends me messages or post comments relating to the topics. Thank you so much for submitting topics, all of that. I appreciate y'all so much and I really look forward every week to posting this. So low key, I just had this thought. Okay, be honest. Do you guys really enjoy watching like the, like I'm just thinking the Met Gala, I think it's today, the day that I'm filming this. So I'm like, damn, I won't be able to talk about it at all because this podcast is going up after and then by the next week it's gonna be too late why do i choose to post on thursdays i don't know but do you guys genuinely watch like oh reacting to met gala looks or like reacting to oscars fashion those videos have never been really interesting to me because unless the person is just really funny and i'm watching like for their personality which i guess is like why people watch videos like that but like i just never it's never really been like my full vibe so let me know like am i missing out on some good content or not (laughs) but whatever we're not talking about that this week anyway y'all saw the title why no what makes dating difficult so we're going to talk about a lot of different topics that are all kind of under that umbrella of dating and specifically dating as cis women not necessarily straight but just if you're a cis woman and you deal with straight men straight males should we say (laughs) um because that's kind of like my vibe so we're just like that's the angle um but even if that doesn't apply to you you can still probably relate a lot of this to whatever your preferences are also before we get started started i tried a new starbucks today um y'all know me i usually get an iced americano or an iced matcha But I don't know why. Today I was just craving switching it up. So I got a skinny, dirty iced chai. So you don't order it like that. You basically order a grande iced chai tea latte with only one pump of chai. So normally it comes with four in a grande. You just get one and then you get two pumps of sugar-free vanilla and then you add a shot of espresso. So the chai pumps have caffeine in them. So when you just get one, there's a lot less caffeine. So that's why you add the espresso and then you have less sugar because it's a sugar-free vanilla. With that being said, it's still really sweet. (laughs) Like it's still like kind of too sweet for me. This is not something I would get all the time. And I got it with oat milk. I almost did almond milk, but I was like, let me not switch up too many things. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's like good. I don't know. I don't think I would get that all the time. I don't know. It's okay. Let me know if you guys have tried it, if you like chai tea lattes. Sonia just reminded me on FaceTime that... You know, those TikToks, let me know if you've ever worked at Starbucks, but 
have you seen the TikToks where they're like, oh, when it's so busy and then someone orders a chai tea latte because apparently it's like super easy for them to make. Um, so how about your local Starbucks barista order a chai tea latte? And like me gets it as complex as possible. But then we also just have our water with some lemon and Himalayan salt. So let me know your beverages down below. So first of all, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the book I referenced last week, which is Date Onomics. So this book is basically a book about dating statistics. Um, and just why there seems to be a man deficit in the United States, particularly among college-educated people, single college-educated men and women. I did not love this book. I really wanted to find it a lot more interesting. It was a lot of data. And while I can appreciate some good data, it was almost, like, boring to read. <laughs> Sorry, but, like, I don't know. I had I just wish it had gone more into, like, other sub reasons of like why why dating seems to be harder these days or i don't know maybe more like psychology vibes and it just was very much like these are the statistics on this on this and this but i found this article from the washington post that i think really summed it up so i will link this article down below but she says Berger's new book, Datonomics, blames gender imbalances on college campuses and in urban areas for zapping men's interest and commitment and creating a surplus of single women. And then she says, overall, Datonomics is a depressing, patronizing book to read as a single woman. Nearly 200 pages delving into the numbers and their effect on supply and demand implies, have you ever thought about moving? preferably to San Jose or the New York City suburbs, where there's a surplus of college-educated single men. Berger is quick to say he's not telling people what to do, my goal is simply to make sure people's choices are informed ones, he writes. Instead, he merely suggests that young men and women choose colleges, careers, and cities based on gender ratios, as if that cancels out the married mansplaining. Like, she literally says that. It definitely was, I don't know if I would say depressing, but a little just, like, kind of ew to read, because that's basically his answer. It's like, well, if you're a single woman... Why don't you just move to a rural area? Basically, he says that dating in big cities doesn't work because there's a surplus of single women. And because of that, because more women are going to college than men and there's more like eligible women than men, it's like just there's so much abundance of women for men to choose from that like why would they pick one and settle down? But it's like I just feel like there's more that goes into it than that. Like what we value in society and like hookup culture. Burger claims to not be cautioning women to prioritize marriage, but the book seems to support that conservative and panicked view. And then it's like, yeah, you know, move to Silicon Valley, date men out of your like educated class. So date a blue collar man instead of a white collar man. And I believe it was this article, but I can't find the exact quote, but she's like, you know, he doesn't really touch on whether or not that's good for women, you know? Um, and it also just kind of makes you think like, okay, well, what is an eligible woman? Like, is it just because there's all these beautiful women everywhere? So do you want a guy to choose you because you're beautiful and that's it? Like, not because of who you are as a person, but just because, oh, you're pretty. And like, sorry, he's not choosing you because there's just so many other pretty women. It's like, well, why would you want a guy that just values beauty and that's it? Like, that's very patriarchal like women are only good for how we look and like all of our self-worth and worth in society is placed on how we look and it's like yeah okay college educated but it's like well maybe like the vibe is just kind of like well maybe you shouldn't be so picky as a woman <laughs> so i don't know it just oh i would not rec i wouldn't recommend it like i feel like you can just read this article about it or the new york times article summarizing it and get everything you need to know out of it like 
especially towards the end of the book, I was just like skimming it. It really, not that it's bad, but it's just like not a full comprehensive explanation or guide to dating in this modern age. So in this article, she gives three nuggets on the more optimistic side of Berger's equations. Um, So number one is that assertive women get the guys. Men want to be wanted. Berger writes, and in a lopsided dating market, women who are pursuers are more likely to succeed than those who sit back and wait for Mr. Right to woo them. I feel like it really depends on the person. Because there's definitely some guys, I've seen some guys on social media say things like, oh, I don't want to be... I don't want a girl to shoot her shot with me because then I know she shoots her shot with every guy or like, oh, that's just how she is. And it's like, that's not necessarily correct, but it's like, you know, this saying, oh, like all guys prefer if you shoot your shot. Like I don't, everyone's different, you know? So it's like, if you have a a intuitive feeling like, oh, I want to shoot my shot at this person, do it. But that's not to say do it if you don't want to do it because, oh, that's the only way you're going to get someone, you know, like follow your intuition. Don't just do something because you feel like you should. Asian American women aren't hurt by the man deficit. 88% of Asian American women ages 30 to 34 are married or have been married compared to 77% for white women, 73% for Hispanic women, and 46% for black women. The reason is that men of all races find Asian women to be the most attractive. So then this is also kind of like (laughs) we're just going off looks. You know, and I just feel like there is that stereotype of like Asian women being like, oh, just submissive and like quiet and like, oh, the perfect like woman because she just like is submissive. And it's like, like a lot of guys have like fetishes for that. And I just feel like it also really plays into like, ew, like, oh, quote unquote, the ideal woman in a patriarchal society of like, she's just like so quiet and small and submissive. Like, so it's like, again, like, what are the values in society? And it's like, if, that's like according to the guy who wrote this book if that's the only reason like it's just you know um anyway number three more mixed collar marriages could reduce the man deficit he predicts that in the future more professional women will will marry working class men some college educated women might balk at the idea of marrying a working class man however others could view a mixed collar marriage That's a solution to a modern dilemma. The career woman who could really use a partner with more time to help with homework or attend a little league game. A stronger economy with more job security and higher earnings for men without college college diplomas would go a long way to making those matches more viable. It was just not the book I wanted it to be. You can tell even by these three points that are supposed to be the good points. It's like, I don't know, at least personally, I just don't feel 100% like, wow, yeah, this is like the great feminist literature that we need. So read it if you want, but I would not really really recommend it. But I guess it does kind of shed light on why things are the way that they are to a degree. The New York Times article summarized the book and gave these points, which I thought also just kind of highlighted the whole point of the book. Like if you just know these points, you don't really have to read the whole book, in my opinion. Um, But basically the whole premise of the book is around the idea that there are 33% more single college educated straight women than straight men, you know, the same single college educated, which, you know, doesn't necessarily sound like a lot, but it's like, imagine there's a dorm party with two guys and three girls. And if everyone wanted to pair off, like there's no freaky situations going off going on, there's going to be that girl that's left out. And then also the idea that 
you know, this gap exists because of women's increasing tendencies to delay marriage. So again, like with that, even that fact, like he doesn't really go into why, why are more women delaying marriage, getting married older, having kids older. Um, And I believe, you know, it's because there are just more opportunities for us now. We can have our own careers and have our own lives. We don't have to rely on getting married and on men for a roof over our heads and for financial security. So therefore we don't have to get married and have kids when we're fucking 18. (laughs) Um, And then also because of male sexual aggression and intimacy issues. So he doesn't really go a lot into that either. You know, it's just like, oh, well, there's a lot more attractive, there's a lot more eligible women. So obviously men don't want to settle down. It's like, let's go a little bit more into this. Like, why would you bring it up and not bring it up? So yeah, would I recommend it? No, like I kind of regret ever ever even bringing it up. But I guess it does kind of make you think just about these different things. And I guess when I was left dissatisfied, it's like, it was interesting to reflect on why and what I wanted more out of it. And like, okay, well, how can I research those things on my own? So let me know if you've read it. Don't even read it. I will link the two articles, the New York Times article and Washington Post article summarize it and talk about it down below so yeah that's kind of the end mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berries Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Love that. Okay, so next, I wanted to talk about this classic quote that we've all heard a million times. If he wanted to, he would. <laughs> or he's just not that into you. Um, and just how, like, I know I've talked about it before, but I found this girl's TikTok. So I'll link the original TikTok down below. But she just made a very good point that I'd never really thought about before. So we're just going to listen to this and discuss. This message and this rhetoric that's being spread around online as advice for women to help them or empower them. And it's a lot of people saying if he wanted to, he would. He'll change for the right girl. You just weren't the one for him. Because it places you in this position of you weren't good enough for this man and he will change for the girl that is good enough for him the fact is that anyone who's a fucking piece of shit is gonna be a piece of shit to the next girl whether or not he puts a baby in her or and impregnates her and marries her and puts a ring on it a person that is literally trash is not a prize and him changing for the other woman from what you can see on the outside is not him changing it is literally just him settling down with another woman so stop letting these people online tell you or try to make you feel like you weren't good enough for him to change i promise you he hasn't changed okay he's still trash and you dodged a bullet fucking preach like that like wow i'm speechless i was speechless when i first saw this i just feel like everything she said is so true and i mean i do think to a certain extent you know if he wanted to he would i feel like for a lot of us especially when you know women say that 
as a form of advice and whatnot. I feel like what, like the intention behind saying that isn't always, oh, you weren't good enough for him. It's more so like, well, if he wanted to, he would. So don't waste your time waiting around, hoping he's going to, hoping he's going to text you, hoping he's going to take you on a date. I don't think it's always necessarily like, oh, well, you're not good enough for him. And that girl was good enough for him. So, but I do definitely, I still agree. And I feel like a lot of the times it can be kind of disguised, you know, phrases like that that are kind of meant to be empowering are kind of, oh, he might, you weren't good enough for him. He might change for the next girl. Um, but yeah, it's just so true that like any dude, okay, this is the fucking thing. And I feel like this to me is what makes dating so hard. There's just so many layers, I guess, to exploring oneself, to undoing what society has taught us as far as what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, your place in society, how we treat, if you're a man, you know, how you treat women, if you're a woman, how you treat man, how you treat a man, how to present yourself, um, whether or not it's okay to share your emotions. Um, there's just all these like things that we're taught throughout our lives and throughout our adolescence. And it's just so rare, I think, for a man to actually change, like to fully become, especially a guy, you know, in this kind of realm of like being a player, not treating you right, whatever. Um, that takes so much work. And I feel like especially for men who are taught from a young age to not express their emotions and to just kind of believe usually that they're like God's gift to earth. Like, wow. Okay. Men can be so delusional with like who they think that they are. And I don't say that in like a, I don't know, like in a, I want to trying to be funny way, but I just genuinely think like, because men are so celebrated in our society, you know, think of like how much people love their sons and how excited people are to have sons. Boy, mom, I talked about that last week a little bit um, and how disappointed some people are to have daughters, you know, like that alone just says it all. But it's just like so often it's like, wow, like you're just my little prince. Like anything you do is wonderful and great and like you're never wrong and whatever. Um, so it's like a lot of guys just don't grow up with the ability or the skills to self-reflect and to, you know, question themselves and their ways of thinking and like who they are and like, well, am I a good communicator? Like, how can I work on that? Whereas women are like constantly just being told we need to be better, we need to self-reflect and like also we're just allowed societally to express emotion and to just be more in touch with that you know with that side of ourselves and embrace it and not feel ashamed for it like for a man to actually fully change it's like he has to like get in touch with that side of himself and be like vulnerable and learn the skills that like a lot of men I think are scared to learn or just don't want to learn or don't see as valuable because a man can fully not change and just be like toxic forever or like I don't know not respectful towards women his whole life and like honestly not really receive that much backlash just because it's so normalized in our society you know 
like, yeah, you might be dying on the inside because you, again, I think I talked about this last week, but it's like, okay, you haven't cried in like 10 years and like, you don't know how to process emotions and you have all this like built up emotion and maybe trauma in you and you don't know how to deal with it. And (laughs) instead of seeking help or going to therapy or like questioning, like why you feel that way or what can you do to be better in that way? It's like, you're just going to post things on your Instagram story. that are like, wow, like no one checks on how men are doing. <laughs> we talked about that too. Like there was a certain post circulating all the bros IG stories that was like, men are just expected to make money. No one like cares how we're doing on the inside. It's like, that's not women's fault. That's your fault. Like not you specifically, but that's like a, have you heard of patriarchy? Like, I'm, I think I said like, do you want me to recommend some books? Um, but yeah, so basically all of that is just to say like it's not a loss if this toxic guy and toxic can look like a lot of things you know but if this guy that you wanted so bad to be the right guy for you chooses another girl and oh all of a sudden he's acting right for her oh he he gets her pregnant he asks her to be his girlfriend he asks her to marry her he wants her to be his wife it's like i really liked what she said about that all being external stuff He can be the exact same person and not have changed at all. But it's just like, okay, this girl, for whatever reason, fits better into his idea of what his life is supposed to look like or like whatever. And that's not a compliment, you know? Um, It's so interesting to just see like all of these tweets. It just like as social media progresses, like all these tweets and TikToks with guys like exposing the way that they think because it's like damn I wish I had access to this information when I was like really first growing up and stuff because you know you just remember thinking like in middle school like oh like how do boys think like what does my crush think of me does he like me how like in what way is he showing me he likes me like how do boys flirt like trying to get inside their minds and now you just have access to like all of this information because of social media and like you can see how they think and like whatnot so I saw I mean, this is kind of like unrelated, kind of, but I saw this TikTok where this guy was basically just like explaining how dudes will like choose. He was like, okay, so like how they choose which girls they want. So he's like, oh, like if there's two friends and like one of them's prettier than the other one, like they might go for the uglier one because she'll be easier to get. And then like if they get with her, they'll be closer to getting with the pretty one. And like there's all these comments that are just like, why doesn't he just like be straightforward and ask out the girl that he really likes or the one that he's most attracted to? And it's like, oh, well, you know, you don't want to be rejected and like whatever. So you're just going to plan this whole elaborate thing. (laughs) Bro, like y'all think like this? Like... I'm sure not every guy thinks like that, but just, like, that's kind of an example of, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> again, it's a certain type of guy, but it's just, like, it's crazy. So, yeah, you just can't, like, and that just goes for anything. You can't just look at the external, you know, what's posted on social media or it's, like, you just never know what is truly going on. And, like, Again, it just takes so much effort to true effort and work and time to truly like change. Especially I feel like as a man, because a lot of that just involves so much of like going against what you've been taught your whole life. Um, about like masculinity and like what it takes to be a man and like, oh, if I go to therapy I'm weak, if I show emotion I'm I'm weak, if I cry I'm weak. So it's like, babe, he probably didn't change. 
even if he asked another girl to be his girlfriend and not you, your ego might be a little hurt, but ultimately that's a bullet dodge because if he was playing games with you, treating you like that, he's most likely going to do that with her, even if it's in a different form. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. I would love to hear your thoughts on any of that. Um, kind of like a rant, kind of long-winded. Um, but yeah, that's why, you know, I feel like it's really ever since I read the book Attached, and that's fresh on my mind, I guess because of these topics, but also because I saw this post, someone reposted this tweet on their story that was like, you're, you're scared to let people go. I'm scared to let people in. We're different. And I saw it immediately. Immediately, I was like, oh, it's just someone's someone who's anxious has an anxious attachment style and someone who has an avoidant attachment style. That's all that is. And it's like, damn, people just don't really know. And I, I don't say that in like a condescending way or like a, well, I know and you don't way, but it's just like, we're not taught so many things that would benefit us so much, you know? So that's why I really, I'm always talking about that book and like just telling everyone to read it because it really changed my perspective on dating and relationships and just life so much. Like just that idea that like, you can't take it. I think my one of my major takeaways from that book that really helped me in the rest of my life and dating life and everything is that you can't take someone else's behavior as like a personal, you just can't take it personally. So if someone is playing games with you, if someone is not texting you back, if someone you know is being flaky, doesn't really know how to set up a proper date, whatever, it's like, okay, well, now I'm able to see like, Okay, well, that's the type of person they are, especially when dealing with a a man, a man I might be interested in. It's like, well, I just know for myself, like, I don't want to deal with someone like that. I don't want someone who, you know, is maybe scared of commitment or who is scared to be vulnerable or who doesn't, you know, I know a lot of us like to text throughout the day. I don't want someone who's going to not text me back for, for hours and hours and hours all the time. Um... You know, I don't want someone who doesn't know how to make a firm plan. I don't want someone who's flaky. So instead of like taking that behavior as like, oh, like, oh my God, like he's not texting me back. Like, should I reach out more? Like, should I stop talking to him? Like, it's like, okay, well, do I want to deal with that? No. So you're not, you're no longer an option for me. Um, And just that realization alone has just alleviated so much of the stress and drama that comes with, with dating and like with getting to know someone new And it's just like so true that the more secure you are in yourself, the more you are confident in your own needs and are willing to express those needs and be straightforward, the more direct you can be about communicating, the more you're going to attract those type of people in your life. Um, I reposted something else on my story from a, I think she's a therapist. Her thing always says codependency recovery coach. I always get a little hesitant with the coach titles because I just kind of feel like a lot of the times that means you're just not certified. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what the case is, but it was something like, you know, pretending like you don't have wants or needs doesn't make you more likable or more lovable. It just attracts people who cannot meet your needs. And that is so fucking true. Like one of the major life lessons I've had to learn is like people can't read your mind, you know, like, and again, not asking for what you want, not speaking up for what you want or if something's bothering you or whatever, that doesn't make you easier to get along with 
or I mean, it could in the short term, but long term, that's just going to lead to feelings of resentment and fallouts and not like real authentic relationships because you want to be able to like be real with someone. And if you think about, you know, the best relationships in your life, I'm sure you were able to like, at least to some degree, express how you feel. Like if something's bothering you or, oh no, I want to do this or like, I'm like, whatever. Um, So especially in dating and whatnot, it's like, you just have to be really, you just have to have a strong sense of self, I think. And I think also a good little tip and trick or like, I guess red flag is that if someone specifically a man is making you feel unsure of yourself, that's a red flag. (laughs) Because I can just think like, dude, like anytime a man has made me feel like that, because I feel like in general, I'm pretty confident. I have a pretty strong sense of self. I know who I am. I know my values. I know like what I like, what I don't like. And anytime someone has come into my life and made me feel kind of on edge, insecure, unsure of myself, they've ended up being like a horrible person. (laughs) So just like a little tip and trick. Like I, when I'm with the people that I like love most, I feel completely comfortable. And that's not to say like there's never conflict or anything or we never disagree, but it's like, you know, you're able to, I'm able to just be myself throughout all of that. So when you're like unsure, unsure, on edge, et cetera, it's like pay attention to that. And again, it just goes into like, you can't take someone else's vibes personally. It's like, they're just like, if you want to be, especially when it comes to dating men, like some guys are so controlling, manipulative, pure, like evil. (laughs) And it's like, babe, I do not want to deal with that. I'm not going to fall into your little trap. Bye. That's not to say if you're manipulated, like, oh my God, you just weren't on par enough. Because a lot of these dudes who are like that, they're very good at what they do. So that's why I also recommend reading the book, Why Does He Do That? About abusive men and relationships. (laughs) Catch the red flags. Knowledge is power, you know? And it's just like so many things I wish were just a little more like mainstream. Like I wish we learned this in school. Like, and we just don't. And I think it's just because of like patriarchy, dude. Like, um, I put this book on hold at the library that I also heard on TikTok, but it's called... I think it's called God Was a Woman, but it's basically about um, what society and different civilizations were like before patriarchy and just kind of how patriarchy became a thing and like all this stuff. I'm so excited to read it, but the girl said like some little fact that was like, this like blew my mind. It's not even just a little fact, but she just shared a fact, something she learned from the book that was like before patriarchy things through the lineages were passed down from mother to child instead of from father to son because mother to child was like the you know it's like you know that's your child because it came out of you so once and i for, i don't know i don't think she mentioned which civilization this was <laughs> where this was but once it started turning into father to son that's when you know women had to be virgins until they were married because that's the only way that you as a man could ensure that you were passing on your legacy to your child because, okay, she's only slept with you, so you know for sure, like, that's your kid. Um, That's your son. (laughs) So I'm like, 
Oh my god, dude. Like, that's why slut shaming exists. <laughs> that's, oh my god. Like, people just, like, don't know. And so many people just, like, accept, like, how life is. It's just, like, that's how it is. In the sense of, like, oh, well, like, yeah, you're either a wife or a whore because you're just either a wife and a whore. Like, if there's no deeper meaning to that. It's just, like, that's how it is. But it's, like, do you know, like, you've been taught that. Like, that's not, like, real. That's, like, an idea that's just, like, really normalized. Whatever. Anyway, I'm so excited to read that book. Like, I actually need to put it on hold now. Let me know if you've read it. Also, follow me on Goodreads. Also, I'm on my 21st book of the year, babe. So, period. Me last year is shaking. Getting a library card has helped so much so if you haven't done that do it because i used to just buy every book that i would read and it's like why am i doing this i don't even know if i'm gonna like the book but now with a library card i could get like three books at a time (laughs) um but new book alert it's called sex and rage by eve babbitts um it's a novel so the last one i read slow days fast company that was like a fictionalized memoir i think I know it was fictionalized, but it was more about her life and it's in first person. Whereas this is like strictly a novel. Um, It's in third person. At first I was like, "Uh, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but now I'm like almost halfway through and it's definitely good. It has those same just like chic themes and you can kind of tell like a lot of this is probably based on her life too, even though it's in third person with like, you know, characters and whatnot. Her books are just so chic. I think I said this about... um, Joan Didion but they just kind of remind me like it's just like the 60s in LA um dude especially Slow Days Fast Company that's a book I would buy like I want to reread it it's so good um but it just reminds me of like a Lana Del Rey music video or something or just like like the Born to Die era like just very um old Hollywood and it's not even old Hollywood because it's kind of like the 60s but just like Oh, it's so, like, glamorous, but, like, gross. And just, like, oh, my God. It's just, it's amazing. So, if you want to see all the books I read, you can check my Goodreads. Um, But, yeah, this has been a really good book as well. But definitely, I would recommend Slow Days Fast Company. Like, oh, my God. It's just so good. And someone on my Discord said that they read it and they were like, wow, you're so right. Like, it's literally just her doing hot girl shit. And it's so true because you think, like, I don't know, like, in the 60s, like, I just, I wasn't born then. I don't really have an idea of, like, what it was like for someone my age, you know, in their 20s back then. But she's literally just, like, going on dates with guys and, like, drinking and, like, talking about all the different bars and restaurants she goes to and, like, <laughs> all the drugs that they do and, like, just all... <laughs> like, it's, like, chic. <laughs> like, wow. Um, but anyway, let me know what you're reading down below. Um, but, yeah, I will link my Goodreads and all of that. Okay, another topic... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Related to men and dating and all of that that I wanted to discuss. This one I actually stitched but I wanted to talk about it more on here. Oh, nope. So this girl back for Mo 
on TikTok made a video basically saying like, oh, here we go. I don't want to say the M word too much on my page because I don't want to put that negativity into the atmosphere. But do y'all ever realize that when women start to consent to something, men kind of lose interest in it? Perfect example. Men like having sex with women. Men sexualize women. Men like women who are sexual. But as soon as a woman is like, okay, I can get into this. I like having sex too. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're a whore. You don't have a dad. And I hope I never have a daughter. Or my personal favorite. Men are like, I'm an alpha male. I want a woman who will cook, clean, do what I say. And as an alpha, my only duty is to provide. <laughs> and when women are like, okay, I can get into this. I'll take that role. And in return, I want a man who can provide money and financial security. Suddenly it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Y'all are gold diggers. And that city girl shit is why I can't support feminism. As if they were ever going to And it's almost <laughs> as if men don't really have a set morality. They really just want to abide by whatever women don't consent to. Yeah, ladies. Classic. She really, again, summed it up. I will link that original video down below. So good. Queen, I love that. Let me actually, like, follow because I was not following. But so good. And really hits the target. Like, bro, it's so true. Like, and I think it really, again, just has to go back to patriarchy and, like, men wanting control over women. Because if you really, like, I don't know, if you really want it, if you really valued someone as a human being, you know, you would... You would want to respect them. (laughs) You know, like they just, so many guys just have this thing where they want to sleep with you or whatever to see if they can. And it's like, they're like trying to test what kind of girl you are. And it's like, if they're able to coerce you into a situation or worse, you know, it's like, oh, well, she wasn't that type of girl, but I was the one to make her be that type of girl. But then if it's like, you're just down, you're like, yeah, like I'm down. I consent. They're like, like, some guys would be like, ew, you're like such a whore. Like, that's disgusting. Like, no one's ever going to want you. Like, basically what she said in the video. (laughs) Because it's like not something they can do to you. Like, you're going into it willingly. So it's like, what kind of power trip are they going to gain? Like, nothing. Because you're down. Um, And yeah, the whole thing about, like, the second part of that. You know, when men want a traditional woman, but they don't want to be the traditional man of like, like, y'all realize like, this goes both ways. Like, I've, I've talked about it before. I think I saw it on Twitter, but it's like, men want patriarchy light. You know, they want all the benefits of having a traditional woman that's going to cook for them, clean for them, have their kids, whatever, make the home nice. Um, but it's you, like, you don't want to be the traditional man and be the one providing income and doing all that. So what do you want? <laughs> you want just all the benefits like it's just like ew and i stitched that video and was just kind of talking about how that makes dating really hard because you're we're not like going into it with i guess like it's not an equal playing field i think is what i said so you know in my relationships and friendships with women it's like yeah okay like i might not get along with every woman we might have differences we might have beef sometimes but it's not usually like this thing of like they're it's just not the same like they're not trying to manipulate me into doing something or like and I mean obviously women can be manipulative but not in that sense of like 
I'm going to coerce you into this situation because I want to show that I have power over you. And you're like, oh, you know, um, like there's just enough struggle as it is with just basic communication and like trying to see if you like someone as a person. But it's like when they don't even see you as a person, how are you supposed to like have any sort of understanding besides just like, okay, this is your role as a man. This is my role as a woman. And this is like how we're going to do this. Um, and it's just also, I think you can probably relate if you listen to this podcast, but it's like the more I learn, it's like, I don't want to say the harder it makes it, but it's just like, you, it's just like, you can't go back, you know, because now I just see behavior for what it is. And it's like, I, at least it gives you the choice. Like, do you want to deal with this or not? And you don't have to just automatically accept behavior or bad behavior or disrespect because you just think that's how it is um but yeah also just with celibacy and hookup culture i touched on that too in the tiktok stitch i did but a lot of women especially on tiktok that i see are celibate and are like i want to be celibate until a man treats me with respect and i just feel like hookup culture um, in general, it's just always portrayed as, like, very empowering for women. And, like, oh, we have the right to, like, make our own sexual decisions. Which, you know, that's great. But a lot of men, most men, dare I say, don't view it as that. Um, so if you're not even being treated as, like, a human being. And maybe you have a great situation where you feel like you're being respected. And you're, like, gaining something from the situation. Like, that's great. But um, it's, like, not... It's just not like that in a lot of cases. Like, guys like to feel like they're doing something to you instead of with you, you know? Um, And if you're not... If you can't see a woman as a human being, and then she's, like, agreeing to, like, be friends with benefits or just hook up with you with no strings attached, whatever, it's like, oh, well, this is, like, a perf situation. Like, (laughs) I don't have to see her as a person, and she's just going to agree to this? Like, great. Or, like, oh, yeah, whore. (laughs) I could never wife with that. <laughs> um, I laugh, but it's not funny. Um, so yeah, I guess like let me know your thoughts on any of that, but I definitely am all here for the celibacy. Just because number one, any toy is going <laughs> Bro, like that's the thing. You like the orgasm gap. I think it's like over eighty percent of women don't have an orgasm when they're with a straight man. So it's like, what are you gaining from this? Literally nothing. (laughs) And I mean, maybe, you know, in some situations, it's great. And like, that's enough. But you just have to ask yourself, is it? And I like, I don't say, like, it's not like I'm necessarily promoting celibacy or anything like that. But I guess just like, if you're not feeling fulfilled in your hookups, like, I think it's worth kind of asking yourself, like, what, what, what are my needs? What do I fully need? Is it? being treated like as a human, being treated with respect. Bro, I saw this video. I saw like three videos about it. So I don't know why this friend group kept popping up on my For You page, but it was like all these, like it was always someone else's angle. So at first it was like the friend and then it was the girl who was actually doing it. And then it was like another friend. Um, And it was like, oh, she's about to Uber from Philly to New York for this guy that wouldn't care if she died on the way there. So at first, like, the friend made the video, and then the girl was, like, in the Uber recording it. (laughs) 
I'm on my way to Philly from New York for this guy who wouldn't care if I died in a car crash right now. Um, and it's like, bro. Dude, it's just, and that too, it's like no judgment because we're just so, it's so ingrained in us that like, we need a man. Oh my God. It's not even necessarily it's bad to be alone, but it's just like, oh, we need a man. And like, it's just like, we put male attention like above everything. It's like same. Like I catch myself doing it. I'm like, male gaze, male gaze. No. Um, so it's just about awareness, I think. And I, I don't know. Cause at a certain point it's like, bro, like, especially if you want a relationship, you want romance. It's like, yeah. Okay. Be happy being alone. Be happy being single. Cultivate the other relationships and friendships in your life. Have love for yourself. But it's like, are you just to deny the part of yourself that wants romance that wants a romantic relationship. So it's like, what does one do? And at this point, my only, not that I'm saying I have the answer, but at this point, my own answer is just like, keep doing what you're doing. Stay firm in your boundaries. Don't put up with bullshit. And hopefully it works. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I would much rather be focusing on my own shit and my own friendships and on myself, my career, than putting up with bullshit just in the name of like, oh, I don't. At least I have a man. It's like, okay, bitch, it's not like a hard commodity. It's not a commodity, okay? It's a common thing. So let me know how you relate. If you relate, how you relate. Let me know how you relate to that. If you relate to that. Um, if you are in a relationship with a straight man, I guess like... How's that going? (laughs) You know, like... It's just so interesting. So that's that. I feel like that was very ranty and all over the place, but hopefully you can relate or it makes you think. Again, I will link all the TikToks I referenced down below. And I can't wait to get that book so we can discuss that. Um, But before we end this, I just wanted to touch on a little astrology for the month. I was reading the Astro Deanst monthly newsletter. So we're just going to go over kind of everything that's happening this month lightly. Like I'm not an astrologer. I'm not a profesh, but here we go. So this month, Venus, Mars, and Jupiter enter Aries. So especially at the beginning of the month, there's a lot of optimism and energy. You know, it's Aries, very fiery, but we must balance that within ourselves so we don't make risky decisions or impulsive decisions and things like that. Um... So, when was it? Venus, wait, I don't know the day Venus goes into Aries, but I know it's around the beginning of the month. Um, And because of this, new flirtations and adventures are very tempting, but the fire can burn out as soon as it, as soon as the flame begins because of the sun conjunct Uranus in Taurus. So it's kind of like super exciting for a couple days, and then it's kind of like, oh, back to reality. Um, Mercury retrograde in Gemini happens May 10th. So at this point, we are in the shadow period. Communication might be off. Examine all contracts. Reread your text, your emails before you send them. Um, Communication could be messy. Y'all know Mercury retrograde. It's a great time for reflections and for, you know, just things coming up. Like, I don't know if you have this business plan and a couple things are going wrong. It's like just a good chance to kind of review everything and like see like, okay, well, what could I improve? You know, um, old relationships may come back. 
it's kind of like a test like is this person coming back into your life for better or for worse etc um jupiter will be in aries until october 28th and this is a very interesting time because it will will have that fiery energy so will will give us a lot of drive and courage and like a lot of those good kind of feelings and moving forward but it could also lead to unpredictability and kind of like ooh too much fire you know so again like we have to balance that energy in ourselves and just kind of be aware to not be overly like risky or unpredictable or anything like that on may 15th slash 16th depending on where you are there's a full moon lunar eclipse in scorpio um and a whole lot of stuff is going to happen around that time as well like the sun moon and lunar nodes squaring saturn venus conjuncting chiron mars almost conjuncting conjuncting neptune so you know full moon lunar eclipse we're gonna have a lot of realizations a lot of energy in the air and they said this will kind of be like a somber time our hopes visions and expectations must be adjusted to the given circumstances so it's kind of like you're like oh ew (laughs) but then right after that mars reaches aries so you know then that's its home place you know mars is the planet of aries so when it's in aries we're going to have like this new fresh energy we're gonna be like oh okay i can get back on the vibe of like manifesting my dreams and like having a good time and you know feeling optimistic um also conflict could escalate because mars is in its home planet but it also said that there may be extra sensuality and just like ooh, because venus and mars will be in their home domiciles so kind of a good time for like all of that as well so i will link the article down below if you're interested in any of these specific aspects or things but that's just kind of the overview for the month so basically things to look out for mercury retrograde um the full moon lunar eclipse in the middle of the month in scorpio and just kind of this aries energy throughout the whole month even though it will be even though it's Taurus season and will be gemini season just kind of like that underlying like at least for parts of the month like let me like balance myself (laughs) i'm honestly so excited for gemini season i feel like all air sign seasons are just super fun and like just always that sigh of relief and like just a little not like break but just like a a breath of fresh air so to speak um so yeah let me know your thoughts on anything we discussed today i will link every article book referenced tiktok reference down below let me know what you want me to discuss in next week's episode don't forget to post a screenshot of this or an aesthetic pic on your story and tag me so i can repost and i will talk to you guys next week bye everyone